This is the EPLOG audio experience. We are live. My name is Varun Painter and you are watching or listening and watching and listening to another episode of Talk the Talk. I'm joined by Shumi and today we're going to just talk motorcycles. But before we talk motorcycles, you're there on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Castbox, Spotify India and Savan.com. If you haven't subscribed to any of these channels, mediums, please do subscribe and let us know what you want to hear more. What do you want to what do you want to hear next? And who do you want in these chairs that we are sitting on right now? We'll make that happen for you guys. All right, then show me motorcycles. What's happening? BS6 is happening. That's what's happening. <laughs> and I think Honda has come out with this very big press release, which says that they're launching India's first BS6 motorcycle. What's the hoo- hoo-ha all about? Oh, I don't know what the hoo-ha is about. Everybody's going to have to launch BS6 because that's yeah. the mandatory norm from next year, April. So will we remember who came first? Yeah. Is there any value to it? I don't know. But mm. uh, yeah, thank you for the press release. Yeah. But w- what do you think is coming? I, my bet is on an on an all-new Activa. Um, I would assume that Honda will not go to the Activa first mm-hmm. because the Activa is their bread and butter product. Mm-hmm. It's an extremely price-sensitive product. Mm-hmm. And I don't see why Honda will pick up the extra additional expense that goes into making a BS6 product, pass it on to a customer and just price themselves higher. Yeah, It doesn't make, uh, it doesn't compute as a business strategy to me. So I would suspect it would be something that doesn't really sell very well for them right mm-hmm. now. So that if there is a price impact, it doesn't really affect their top or bottom lines too much. So I would say something that doesn't sell. So you, like a dream like a Hornet Neo, or a, oh, dream yoga um, um maybe one of the activas that like 125 yeah probably that you know so i would say that the first product will not be a volume product right. because the thing is i think rajiv bajaj commented on it some time ago saying that there are two components to the bs6 picture for a oe one is the cost of getting something to meet bs6 so not in terms of development but in terms of the hardware that is added to the motorcycle for right. the emissions that's pa- that's let's say the cost is 100 units all manufacturers will not pass 100 units on to the customers. Some pa- people will play strategy and they will pass 130 units of cost and others will pass only 70 units of cost. And there is going to be quite a bit of strategy around what the BS6 units price is. So uh, the guys who are going in early will have, I don't know, some sort of mindshare lo- leadership kind of uh, thing saying we, we did this first. Is there any real value to the customer in this? Not really. I mean, for example, the Jeep Trailhawk, I was just at the launch and the video's out. Um, their engine is BS6 ready. Mm today but what is the difference between bs6 ready or bs6 equipped yeah okay so so uh i think i chose the wrong words yeah. so if their engine is bs6 compliant today compliant, which means what yeah. comes out of the tailpipe today is the level of emissions that bs6 wants uh, but they're already having to say that we run bs4 fuel and bs6 fuel as well so once the fuel switches you're okay obviously but before the fuel switches you're still okay and i think the same story will play out with other manufacturers but that also. essentially is a bs6 machine <clears throat> it is a bs6 engine and uh, one of the advantages of bs6 is that now we'll be in step with the euro regulations right we have skipped bs5 yeah so what what basically happens is that uh, in the case of jeep this engine was available in that state of tune uh, in the united states they brought the engine here and they've redone the calibrations but not the engineering for the engine to meet bs6 okay so which is why the add blue tank and all of those things so essentially we're going to get a market in india now that is compliant with emissions elsewhere so a a lot of international machines will straight away be available for india if you wanted to bring them now in the case of cars right hand drive left hand drive is the problem to solve in the case of motorcycles not even that right 
on the flip side it means that if uh, let's say tomorrow let's pick a name out of a hat let's say bharat forge if bharat forge is supplying components to aoe anywhere on earth as of next year april it will be the same quality of component that will be required for the indian market as for for the global market right so if you're making it for here it is immediately available for export yeah. if they're making it for export it is immediately available for an indian oe mm. so i think the biggest beneficiary is the ancillary and component sector which will just be able to send their product out to wherever on earth because the emission yep. levels are now the same it's going to give a huge boost to that part of the industry we will have a slowdown first in yeah. terms of buying vehicles because all the prices will go up and this is coming simultaneously in us where we are in a recession yeah so i was talking to some guys uh, from an investment guy uh, company who was saying uh, we see 5 years of upswing and 2 years of downswing and then 5 years of upswing that's how the indian market works okay the american market is i think 2 years of upswing one one year down 2 years of back okay. up so the cyclic we are at the bad end of the cycle right. in the middle of which we've decided to do abs to ourselves we've decided oh, to do airbags damn. to ourselves we yeah. decided to be a 6 to ourselves so we're compounding i mean i'm saying these are good moves but yeah. we are compounding the problem so there will be yeah. a effect on numbers at least for and some talking time. about expensive motorcycles um, because we are talking motorcycles mm-hmm. i'll talk about a scooter a bergman i think in pune or mumbai goes above a lakh yeah on road yeah but that's also because they are adding this five year insurance thing which yeah, is mandatory so, right yeah so that has also been done and to me mandatory insurance i think is a good idea absolutely uh, there are too many idiots out there yep. without insurance and that's a problem for you if they crash into you and stuff so yep. uh, and to me India is sensitive to price which is who we are that's fine yeah. and these are all temporary disruptions so yes will there be a very positive market for the next 2 years no yeah. we will hate it yeah. and we'll say oh sab mehanga ho gaya mm. and 2 years later you'll realize you still don't have public transport you still don't really have a choice and you're going to have to get a two wheeler and you'll buy the new price and that will be that if it means there'll be fewer two wheelers on the road given how our traffic is and how well our municipal governments are taking care of cars <laughs> yeah. and two wheelers yeah, yeah. um i don't think it's a bad thing at all bad thing at all but in a nutshell uh, if you have to explain it in very plain simple words what really is the difference between a bs4 and a bs6 i know things are going to get quieter motorcycles might get heavy look to me at the very basic level nothing is going to change for the consumer okay mm. uh, he gets a engine a exhaust a set of technologies that he buys today he's going to get a slightly upgraded version of this tomorrow today he pays some amount of money for it tomorrow is going to get to pay a little bit more money apart from that nothing really changes for them if you have a bs3 bs4 two wheeler today it remain completely legal after the bs6 comes into play uh, whatever fuel you're using you're going to get better quality fuel so chances are your vehicles will run a little bit better, better yeah uh, in terms of what actually happens to a motorcycle in the transition they will become heavier Uh, when they become heavier then the manufacturer has a choice of a accepting the fact that the performance level has fallen and explaining it away as a bs6 problem b you could upgrade the performance and create a slightly more powerful version of this motorcycle so in effect it will be the same motorcycle but the actual weight number and the horsepower and torque number will both be higher yep or uh, to take a very very hot example the 790 du yeah uh, so oh, yes. I, yeah i believe it's not coming to india anymore and no. the reason why i believe it's not coming to india no confirmation from the company at all is that the 790 duke will get replaced by what looks like the 890 duke okay yep. the engine will grow in size it's a very easy thing to understand uh, the 790 duke's whole key point was that it was very light reasonably powerful but as a combination it is brilliant but if you raise the weight then the brilliance goes away because now that the power to weight ratio has gotten screwed yeah so you raise the displacement create more torque and power and you get the same power to weight ratio but you need a larger engine to do it yep. which is why i believe the replacement will be an 890 duke okay. and the 890 duke will actually come to india yeah. and i think we get a glimpse of that at icma 2000 I'm, yeah i'm yeah I, most likely it will be at icma so uh, that will be the motorcycle that will show up in november it will probably come into the country by april may june that's yeah. a decision bajaj/ktm india has to take and 
that's one way to play the bs6 game which is make the engine slightly larger uh give the be, power and talk give, give the power and talk a boost so you absorb the weight difference yep. then there is the question of other manufacturers who will also abandon certain products mm-hmm. they will discover that it is just too hard to pull this engine up to bs6 so they will either replace or the product doesn't do very well anyway and therefore they will retire okay. so bs6 is going to be a bit of an upheaval mm. in terms of the product ranges of manufacturers it's such a drastic break that customers will also understand that certain products will become very expensive certain products which do well will not do well anymore and certain products that don't do well will just stop existing yeah because i remember when the two uh, when the bs4 norm kicked in all the bs3 vehicles were being sold at a at a crazy price yeah. i mean i i remember ninad from our office picking up a navi for like 30000 rupees yeah uh, there was a navi free if you purchased a cbr 250r so mm-hmm. that so do you think there's going to be like a slight bump in 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 buying when the bs6 norm kicks in for bs4 vehicles i think we and also do you think it's a wise choice i i think in terms of wise choice if you get a great deal on a two wheeler it's always a good thing to do because it's completely illegal i mean there's nothing illegal about what you just did but uh, in terms of the industry i don't think we'll I don't think we are people who make the same mistake multiple times. Yes. Yeah, so right. last time there was a lot of inventory in the channel yeah. which is to which is the official term for there were too many vehicles with dealers already which was yeah. remaining unsold. So even though companies cut back production of BS3 vehicles switched over to the BS4 vehicles there was still lots of stock lying unsold with the dealers and that had to be liquidated which is why there was this heavy discounting and the last day was a mad rush where things Absolutely. were being just given away, right? Yep. I don't think there's going to happen. In fact, some manufacturers will become too cautious and too conservative which means they might run out of vehicles to sell by February or maybe the middle of march and the last yeah. 15 days they'll have n- literally nothing, nothing to sell yep. uh, also uh, i think this time we are being a little bit more pro- proactive and we're beginning to see bs6 vehicles already on yes. the road today right yep. the mercedes benz e class i think was the first thing to actually be bs6 yep. the compass trailhawk is bs6 uh, honda will launch whatever it is launching that's bs6, BS6. and we're already seeing the idea and, I, and I, if i'm not wrong a lot of motorcycles and cars are already bs6 compliant uh not a lot are compliant but many are ready, ready. Uh, so yeah. for example the java guys uh, strange company in the sense that there's still no test bikes but java guys said that their engine was bs6 ready which yeah. means the engineering hardware required to create a bs6, BS6 version of this engine oh, is already yeah, in place yeah, 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 they yeah. just have to deploy it uh, i believe a lot of manufacturers will not deploy it early there's no reason to do it so they will wait till january february before the bs6 version rolls out into the market and that's another reason why i believe this huge bs4 stock sitting trying to being sold all this nonsense not going to happen yeah. because you'll already have bs6 stock being sold and you'll basically come in in february and say i want to buy a bs4 java for example mm-hmm. and the java dealership might tell you we don't have any left we yeah. only have bs6 vehicles now oh, wow. this is the new price and you're going to have to foot the new yeah. bill and you remember when you book a vehicle and you're on a waiting period the final price is the final price it is not today's price it is that day's price oh wow so it's going to get even more expensive yeah so java said that we've finished all our bookings till whatever november september, or september, september or whatever the number 19, was yeah. right so they will reopen bookings and the reopen bookings might be bs6 prices they may not be these oh. prices you, we, it's 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 all up in the air yep, right now yep. it's but, but there's a good chance that will happen but there's a good chance that will happen so when i booked my ktm 390 for example i paid i don't know 10000 rupees to book it yeah. and that day the price was 213592 rupees or something but when i actually picked it up say for 14 days later 15 days later i would have had to pay whatever the new price was in my case it was the same and this is the legal way this of this is how it works okay. yeah 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 so the day you get the pro forma invoice is the day uh, oh. that your price is decided and that is usually 2 or 3 days before the registration process starts oh yes that's correct yeah, yeah. so if you buy on this side of the introductory prices they are entering a contract where they can't raise prices yeah. on you yeah. but if the manufacturer has a revision in a long waiting period you have to put up with the revision yeah but i think i still feel it's a very good time to buy a vehicle if you're actually considering to buy one because a you will get a vehicle or probably that's the biggest reason you will get the vehicle at a 
at a, a very good price. Excellent price, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because if a Navi which was costing say fifty to thousand rupees, you're getting a thirty thousand rupees. And if you need a scooter, yeah, but I I don't think that unsold wala discount is going to happen this year. Yeah. Uh, I I don't think it's going. I to still think it's going to happen, but in very small numbers. Yeah. So I'm, last time it was like a everybody had. But something I I was sale. still surprised by this fact that no manufacturer or maybe manufacturers did. There was no public declaration of sorts. because they still had this large inventory and it just came down It's to a very last moment you also remember that the last time the supreme court was also involved and there was a lot of dates yeah, moving yeah, up yeah. and down and there was yes. a lot of confusion whether the last day was for production yes, or for sale, sale. Yeah, yeah. and then if some people assumed it was a production uh, some people assumed it was for sale, sale. Yeah. and those who assumed it was for sale were safe those yeah. who assumed it was for production were in trouble yeah. all that drama was going yeah. on right yeah. but like i said we don't make the same mistake twice so yeah. this time the norms are very clear yeah. the norms are very clear that on that day mm. you will have to start selling b six vehicles only yeah. bs4 will not be allowed for sale which means by january people will have already tried to cut the inventory down to 1122 days 33 days yeah. so that when first april 2020 comes around you only have bs6 vehicles in your inventory what do you think happens to uh, these vehicles bs3 back in the day of bs4 and now bs4 in the day of bs6 well it depends on what state you're in okay. uh, not liquid solid gas obviously yeah. uh, <laughs> plasma <too>. maharashtra <laughs> maharashtra uh, depends on how strongly the rules are enforced how good the rtos are with enforcements yeah. um i know that there were a couple of unsold uh, imported bs3 bikes yeah. and the dealers were saying hey you don't worry about it we have a way to get it registered yeah i and think i know yeah and, and the big that. issue was vat and gst rather than bs3 bs4 so if you're in the right state the loophole is big enough you can crawl through it yeah uh, it shouldn't happen like that but uh, again systems change and systems improve so if they were able to crawl through the bs3 bs4 loophole maybe there won't be a loophole in bs4 bs6 yeah yeah talking about government there's been a new thing in the news recently nitin gadkari government wants electrification by 2025 hmm. for all two wheelers and there's <coughs> been a huge uproar people are sending out press releases and kind of challenging that and opposing that saying that it's too early one and and they're saying that it, there has to be a smooth transition to electrification it cannot happen in one single go yeah. what's your take on that okay let me, let me put it like this if we i if you have a navi and i take you to a go kart course hmm. you'll do okay Yeah. small bike small course but if i give you i don't know the ktm 1290 super duke mm. hugely more capable and i give you the same go kart track you'll probably get nowhere in the same way we are an extremely large country and we are not talking about anything less than the largest two wheeler market in the world yep. when you want to change direction on a market this size you have to give it time to come around uh, mr gadkari in all his enthusiasm for future technology seems to have forgotten that you are trying to change the course of literally millions and millions of people's lives without really giving them an alternative see but i think he said that electrification uh, electric vehicles should start selling he's i think he's not uh, he's no no not no the problem is he's saying 100% electrification by 2025 or some but you can still use No, no, no. See, the use is not the issue because yeah. when when I have a personal vehicle, I can ply it till the fitness runs out. Right. That law is not being changed, so that's not the issue here. The issue you are saying is that from here on forward, you will only sell electric two wheelers. That begs a lot of questions. First of all, is the question of freedom of choice. Who the hell made you president? Yeah. Actually, we did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell gave you the right to decide what am I going to buy? Right. A. Yeah. B. Is it really advisable for us to go for such ma- mass electrification given? the fact that we are running on coal yeah. what are we saving yeah. uh, see we are a large country of poor people by and large we are not a well off country can we afford the cost of electrification right now uh, electric vehicles are still not at par at cost with petrol and diesel vehicles and yeah. uh, at the very least they will have to be subsidized into equivalence right this is a situation where you're spending money to go electric who's benefiting from this 
right okay the environment is yeah. even that is debatable but let's let's assume that the environment Correct. is yeah. ben- is yeah. benefiting who's benefiting from this whose uncle and mama and chacha has an electrification thing which they are uh, personally invested in right because to me this is just too fast yeah. look i would say what do you think will be a good time for india to get i don't know the market has to tell us honestly yeah. look i I, I, I think my- venu shrinivasan and rajiv bajaj have both made statements that i agree i identify with okay. and I, they're saying basically saying electrification as an idea is not a bad idea forcing yeah. it down people's throats is yes, a bad idea yes, yes. i think 2030 is what i was hearing a year ago yeah now it's by 2023 and the 2025 are the two dates that are in these press releases and yeah. what i'm saying is let it be important for bajaj tvs and everybody else to have electric two wheelers on sale yeah. let it be important for them to ensure that say 25% of all their sales comes from electric and when the 25% is exceeded by public demand what is the problem bajaj and tvs are there to sell vehicles only yaar they'll sell you whatever you want right. and when the market says we want 90% of everything being sold for electric they'll move to electric the government has to support and enable this process but they are certainly not Uh, thinking straight if they're going to push it down our throats yeah because when we talk about electric now another topic that t- comes to my mind is the launch of this brand called revolt mm-hmm. it's happening on the 18th of this month this episode will probably be a little later than that but they're launching an ai enabled electric motorcycle mm. i think it's going to be very similar to a hector in little sense because there will be some mechanism or some voice talking to you and you know something that i know you're not in favor of i would say a lot of the intelligence in the marketing sector is artificial yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh and what constitutes ai in this context is yeah. a is something that you can stand up Did in Did you drive the Hector by any chance? No, not yet. Okay. What do you think of it anyway? I think it's a nice SUV but it's an SUV and it's a car and it's a car therefore it's got too many wheels for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wrong person wrong question. We'll move on to the motorcycle. Yeah, so actually I I was driving the Jeep Trailhawk and I said hello M Jeep and it said nothing back. <laughs> that is intelligent because that's brand violation. But no, what I'm what I'm saying is take the word ai very 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 liberally here yeah. okay because ai implies a vehicle's ability to think for itself mm-hmm. that the revolt will not have i guarantee it. what it will have are additional digitally enabled functions for example what the ether does for you it gives you range it's probably able to find your fill, uh, uh, charging station nearby and all of those kind of things that doesn't constitute ai that might rudimentary vehicle intelligence at best yes is it helpful yes is it a step forward for sure is it ai no hmm. so revolt is not the only people Indian business sees opportunity here. Yeah. The government is clearly busy ramming electric vehicles down everybody's throat. Right. Uh clearly the traditionally established OEs are resisting the move. They are working on it. No two ways yeah. about that, but yeah. they are believe they believe that the scale of the operation is so large hmm. that these timelines are unrealistic, which means slow moving uh big organizations are at a disadvantage. Yeah. Fast moving startups have an advantage. Yeah. So we are going to see a lot of these two wheelers come up fundamentally making a two wheeler is not science there's mm. a lot of art involved mm. uh, there was a time when i think the battery technology took one small step forward and a lot of the guys who were making inverter batteries making emergency lights they decided to make two wheeler and uh, it was a disaster and none of them are around right now who's left hero electric yep ether yep yeah people who took two wheelers seriously and figured out how to make electricity fit into it more than the other way around yeah so in the same way uh, yesterday there was a launch of battery the uh, rajasthan based company there's okinawa which okinawa actually makes is. half decent scooters uh, hero electric is there revolt is joining and there'll be a thousand other people who'll show up in these names i promise you that in 5 years time 99% of these guys won't exist really i also firmly believe that the venture capitalists are part of the problem not the solution here because there's money to be made by proposing a good proposal okay and there are enough people who will enter this business to propose a good proposal yeah. take venture funding uh sit on some of the funding spend some of that money pocket some of the money and then go out of business wow what do I, you lose a different take 
No, no, think about it. What yeah. do you lose? Let's say you and I start an electric scooter yeah. company. What do we have to do? We have to make a pitch. Yeah. We'll make a scooter that does these, 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 these. These are the technologies that will enable it. These are our vendors and suppliers, providers, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. We have to make a nice slick presentation. Hmm. There's any number of people who will help us make that presentation. Right. Then we go to one of these VC conferences, make a nice pitch, win, I don't know, a million dollars. And uh, then we basically allow the business <laughs> to slowly dissipate and yeah. saying, hey, it's not working. Yep. Yep, it's yep. a matter of how the process is managed but at yep. the end of the day we might walk away with it with another with $50,000 of cash that we didn't have to start with. Yep. It's not a bad business model and there is no reason for you to be going out and trying to sell something to a consumer for this business model to work. It does not require a consumer. Right. Right? If you can hoodwink the right VC, it's a perfectly valid business model to make some money from. Yeah. Which is also going to happen. This is opportunistic but it's yeah. going to happen. Yeah, I'm sure. So the market is in a turmoil because of an external influence, which is the government trying to do this at a time scale, which all the guys who should know believe is not possible. Yeah. Therefore, some people will find a way to make money from it. Yeah. So will we see a lot of electric two wheelers? Yes. Does that excite me? No. I want my electric two wheelers to match my petrol and diesel vehicles exactly. You rode the Aether very recently. I rode the Aether very recently and I think it's brilliant, but yeah. the price is not. Yeah. And now they're saying we're going to make a cost-effective one. Yeah. Which is what they should have done in the first, the first place. First place, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, when when I saw the Aether's extended aluminum subframe on which the seat sits, I was scratching my head saying, what engineering solution is this? Because why does it require it? Yeah. To say it has an aluminum subframe? Yes. Great. Then you put a plastic body on it and you hide it from me. Hmm. What did I achieve? And to me... Two wheelers are always about what benefit the technology produces. Okay. If my Aprilia had a titanium handlebar mm. and it produced no result, why the hell is it titanium? And if it had a plastic handlebar and produced a result, plastic is amazing. Yeah. So to me, we are going to go through this transition phase where we'll see lots of idiotic two wheelers yeah. and we'll see some really brilliant ones. Yep. And I'm hoping that at the end, when we emerge on the other side, we will still be a reasonable market with great two wheelers. Yep. Because there's revolt. I think ultraviolet is prepping up with their motorcycle. Mm. They say it's going to have the performance of a 200cc IC motorcycle. I want the price also to be commensurate. I to think a price. CC. So, uh, an Aether without the subsidy costs about 1,47,000 mm -hmm. on road. Mm -hmm. It's after the subsidy kicks in, it goes to about 1,23,000. Mm -hmm. And I think during the first ride as well, when I was sitting down with uh, Tarun, the founder of Aether, it's like we are trying to make a cost effective version, which ideally should have been the first scooter to roll out. Yeah, to me, as soon as the word subsidy enters the picture, yeah. it means you're not ready for the market to be a proper open market where you're playing, you're, you're trading blows with everything. You've got somebody standing behind you and helping you. Yeah. In this case, the government, right? Yeah. That's not when you have equivalence. Equivalence is when Aether says, hey, look, your Honda Activa costs 70,000 bucks. My Aether, whatever the new one is called, is also cost 70,000 bucks. No subsidies involved. It has that your one tank range is six uh, liters of gas into say 35, 40 kilometers per liter. This is the range. My Aether gives you the same range. And the only challenge is you can refill an Activa at a gas station in six minutes. At an Aether charging station, you'll take 10 yeah, minutes to do yeah, it. Yeah. And that's a trade-off I'm willing to live with. Yeah. Correct. So to me, the electric vehicle challenge has not been solved yet. Hmm. Do we need to go to a cleaner technology? Yes. Is electric that technology? The more I hear about it, the more I think not until we replace our power plants. Yeah. But the government is not replacing power plants. Hmm. How else would you do it? Make fantastic public transport. Yep. Give people the option to say, hey, you don't need a two-wheeler. We've got such great transport that you can just get to work without having to deal with a two-wheeler is, is is the metro responsible or maybe is the metro one way to travel there are a thousand ways to do this including the brt which we have botched the application of i've seen them in brazil and i've seen them in colombia and i think okay. they're amazing ideas yep. right but we've done it badly that's okay. our fault not right. the brt ideas fault a yeah. b 
if you give me the option to not use a two wheeler which indian would want to use a two wheeler hmm we see them as the most desperate way to get to anywhere because look at Absolutely. the weather you have to wear a helmet you have to wear a jacket yep. the cop will hassle you there's a thousand other problems why would you not use an alternate mode of transport you just yep. don't have an alternative yep. that's the way to solve the pollution but problem but i think bangalore is kind of solving that uh, through the metro i think everybody solving ability is everybody yeah. solving parts of the problem but the comprehensive the <laughs> see when when bogota did the trans millennium which is their bus system the idea was we need to replace cars and motorcycles with the buses yeah. people it's should not think, a replacement it's people one part need, of the yeah, people need to think of the trans millennio as the primary way to get around town yeah. and then the car and the yep. uh, motorcycle is a luxury we are not approaching it like that our car sales continue unabated none of the metros have yet uh, enacted a law that says we will only register 10000 cars a year what stops them from doing it nothing yeah what will happen if they do it first hue and cry will be okay how do i get to work hmm because the system to get to work doesn't exist yet yeah. so to me the problem is not being <clears throat> solved here to me if we are supposed to be an environmentally conscious country we need to first move our power to cleaner sources yeah. a b we need to create alternatives that are clean within the cities to get around yeah once those two are in place then you can start banning two wheelers replacing them with electric telling the car guys that you cannot register as many cars as you can yeah. singapore has had those the registration Issues, laws yeah. forever so do so many countries we don't have them why don't we have them yeah which brings me to this uh, thing that i was thinking about right now the aap government enforce this law where uh, people with an odd number plate yeah i think that's a fantastic idea uh, yeah again it implies the availability of public transport okay yep, yep. when delhi did those in those winter months there were three or four things that went under the radar one is that the vehicles weren't really the problem the burning crops were Okay. and they've always been a problem right. so we weren't really solving the problem we were solving a part of the problem a part of the problem yeah. b they had to put in extra effort to put public transport into place for those days for the number plates that weren't on the road that day yeah why is that not the normal yep why is that the exceptional case for those days you should always have so much public transport available that the guy bringing out the car should feel stupid the trans millennio for example to go back to that system says you can cross the city of bogota in minutes okay. so why would you sit in a car for 45 minutes if you had an air conditioned bus easy access and comfortable place to sit why would you take a car at all they didn't force them into the bus they created a bus system so good that the car felt stupid to use yeah we are not even close to that i think population is a population is problem. a huge challenge yeah? Yeah. our numbers are enormously larger our and metros therefore are just packed therefore our situation is much worse yeah. but this is still to me a half cocked idea yeah okay this needed to have the power ministry saying look we are shutting down the coal plants and moving to something else yeah. it needed the uh, uh, electricity guys to have more efficient distribution systems it needed maybe the electricity guys to get in on the charging station action yeah. like half the hp bp etc pumps are allotted by the government to people right why is there no similar allotment for charging stations happening already right that yeah. is how a service network will get created right why is maruti going all electric by creating trying to create its own electrification network yeah. because the government's not doing it and yeah. the government not doing anything in that direction where is the fame equivalent incentive for a guy creating a charging station yeah where is his free land where is his free electricity to do the charging with correct so to me there are multiple moving parts in the electric picture and we are only focusing on what they like to call the soft target and in this case i think it is yeah. the soft target which is the two wheeler and the car itself yeah what i think is people are failing to look at the bigger picture here i mean there is a bigger problem everybody knows of it but i think they're just failing to find a probable solution to it and that is why sticking or coming up with small solutions here and there is trying to calm the people down for 
a limited period of time and then there is this huge uproar among amongst people saying that okay this has happened now we need to move on to the next step yeah but i think if you look at how india works as a country we've always been stop gap oriented rather than yep. solution oriented we'll yep. build that one lane flyover to solve a problem right now forgetting that in 3 years we'll need a six yep. lane flyover we, are, we we are we've repeatedly demonstrated that we are that country yep. and i think in this case we are just reiterating that idea again where instead of seeing a picture of a clean country 50 years from now we are seeing a picture of a two wheeler electric two wheeler only country 5 years from now yeah. without realizing that that just means the coal guys are working harder yep. so more mining problems uh, the coal plants are running harder so more stuff in the air and you've just moved the problem from here to a place where there are fewer voters yeah yeah correct terrible <laughs> let's move on to launches that are happening in the month of june i think one is going to be the bajaj platina h but we're not going to talk about that we're going to talk about commuters in general india is a big commuter market mm-hmm. so much so that the <coughs> best selling commuter sells about Three and a half lakh units, three lakh units a month, mm. and it's been doing that since a while now. Do you still think the commuter space has a lot more potential to grow, or is it going to plateau any moment now? It it has already plateaued. I think it's been three lakh units a month for uh, quite a bit of time now, and I think the reason why it is plateauing is. that part of the market is very very uh, safety oriented in the sense of they want their purchase to be safe uh, how i like to explain it is that if your income was let's say i don't know let's say lakh 20 a year and you had to spend 70 of those on a commuter you wouldn't want to take a risk with it because it's a substantial chunk of your income going down that tube right so you would want the safest thing possible and usually the market leader is the safest purchase you can make right so to me the market has already plateaued uh, it is being replaced by scooters left right and center and therefore if you look at the action in the commuter market there isn't any right Nobody is really innovating on the commuters by too much nobody's really invested very heavily in developing the commuters further bs6 is going to hit them hard because the prices will go up and there'll be a massive slump so you'll hear these 20% decline in sales numbers 20% ka 90% will come from commuters because they'll say are 70000 ka tha 85 ka ho gaya kon lega and then two years later they'll realize that the fundamental need for transportation mein koi farak nahi hai Correct. it's bullock carts hmm. or buses और यू गेट अ टू व्हीलर पहले वो साठ का होता था तो आप पिचासी का है तो प्रॉब्लम तो सॉल्व नहीं हुआ यू हैव टू स्टिल बाय अ कम्प्यूटर सो आई डोंट थिंक देर इज एनीथिंग हैपनिंग सिग्निफिकेंटली इन द कम्प्यूटर मार्केट Eureka is what Archimedes said and Eureka is what our innovators and startups are saying. In our podcast The Eureka Moment we are going to dig into the thought that sparks an idea that fuels an innovation that channelizes a startup. We are going to dig into the intention that sparks that thought. We are going to dig into the mind of the innovator and the innovations that will shape our lives and the future of humanity. We are going to dig into the unicorns, the to be unicorns, the ones who had the potential of being a unicorn but had to exit despite having a brilliant idea what makes an idea work and what makes an idea crash we are going to dig into the stories behind the stories i'm your host sachita and i'm a filmmaker by profession but i have a keen interest in the sharpest minds shaping our existence also have a keen interest in the way people think and why they think what they think so stay tuned as we dig into the think tanks this podcast is a joint effort of epilog media and metaphysical lab so connect to us on all our handles instagram to facebook to twitter epilog media and metaphysical lab and do subscribe to us and stay tuned to our new podcast the eureka moment Okay we had some technical issue and we are trying to figure out we are trying to we are trying to figure out this thing with pune that electricity goes here very often but let's get back to motorcycles you're talking about commuter motorcycles and we were just discussing this thing that that the 
basic anatomy of a commuter motorcycle has remained unchanged over the years you have a basic seat a basic handlebar headlamp and you know have you have this frame and an engine sitting in the middle very comfortable riding position and it's remained the same since uh since a lot of years so uh i think uh i think that is been the formula simplicity has been the formula and um I don't know if people like it or not here in the city, but a lot of tier two, tier three cities, which are discussing with, um, I was I was discussing this thing with Manish Tandon um, from Bajaj, and uh, they had launched a better Discover, better for us because it had a split seat, it had a rear disc brake, but it failed, and the reason it failed was because people wanted a bench seat so they could travel with three in number. They wanted uh, they wanted the bike to be simple, no LED headlights, no rear this thing, because they felt that having a rear disc brake meant they could lock up the wheels that easily so it was a safety hazard for them but what's your take on that i think it's well understood that the uh, commuter market doesn't really want to change and uh, is no point manufacturers trying to force change down their throats uh, the cbs for example it's a very easy technology to implement everybody's implemented it hasn't really caused a big change in price so everybody's okay with it but everything else that they've tried disc brakes electric starters everything the that market has had an issue with which is one of the reasons why i don't think the market is actually going to do anything because if the customer doesn't want change then there's nothing really you can do i mean we love snickers right and we love snickers because of what it is today if they start messing with the quantity of chocolate or the number of peanuts in it or add i don't know hazelnuts to it I don't know that we think of it as the same thing. If you rebrand it into something else, there might be a space for it. But even today, that part of the market doesn't have enough income to think about a commuter plus plus situation. Right. So in that situation, if nothing is going to change, then eventually you're going to hit stagnation and people will find something else that they trust more. So it's a very weird place because you don't want this to change, but you might think that a scooter is a superior product and start buying scooters instead. And I think that's more or less what's happening. So even after BS6, I don't think much is going to change in the commuter market. They're still going to be buying those commuters in maybe smaller and smaller numbers and even for the manufacturers i mean they've all been very vocal about the fact that there's hardly any margins on the commuters and therefore there is not so much point in focusing on that part of the market and all that it happens to be a huge place uh, to make money in the sense of volumes yep. and you multiply low margins by extremely large volumes and it's still a good part of the business so they will continue to participate in that market but i'm not expecting to see a, like a dramatic change in what a commuter is in india anytime soon Uh, I also wanted to know your view on motor shows internationally as well as locally locally our biggest show being the auto expo that happens once every 2 years and you also have the Tokyo motor show Aikma Intermot all of these international motor shows how important are they are because when you look at our expo except for the cars maybe you don't see a lot of motorcycles coming out of prototypes mm. um is there a similar case with international motor shows i think in some ways the international motor show was a way for people to do something in the winter when they couldn't ride their bikes <laughs> uh and in europe it's a genuine issue where yeah. you can't ride your bike for a significant part of the year because it's just too cold and there's ice on the ground and all yeah. that and that was a way to stay engaged right you had a motor show with promises of new products that will come once the snow thaws and all of that we have adopted the idea of the motor show but i don't know that we know what we want to do at the motor show uh, the communications guys will tell you that launching a thing at a motor show makes very little sense because it gets lost in the barrage that comes out of a motor show the first two days right. uh, there is some amount of consumer connect that you get because people come to see the show but as a geographical challenge it's a big challenge in india because if i have a show in say zurich most of switzerland is within i don't know 400 kilometers of zurich but if you host it in india you are thousands of kilometers from the motor show and most people from say bangalore will not come all the way to delhi knowing that it's relatively badly organized that 
seeing a vehicle is a challenge there's just too many people in the show the usual issues that come with population so to me given the fact that the new generation of indians and that's i think 50% of our country are engaged by their phones and their devices a lot more than by the real world i think eventually the motor show has to go to a place where either it's a really small mobile show so yeah. there's a show in bangalore which you go and see a vehicle at or you just don't have a motor show at all and you're fighting a losing battle i know that the auto expo has been under fire for having extraordinary prices for their show and some of it was location some of it was just the fact that they had a monopoly as well but as time passes both these situations will not continue to exist and either it will become a cost effective motor show or there will just be a drastic fall in traffic and eventually be the end of the auto expo but to me what the auto expo is for is a question that i still don't have a clear answer for yeah. we see a lot of car launches but they always unveils prices come later yeah. because it gives them the opportunity to talk about the car again before they actually set the ball rolling we see a lot of prototypes in motorcycles but not always do these make it to production so in that sense over time you sort of lose interest in it saying ha dikhate hain bahut acha tha lekin launch hoga ki nahi kisi ko nahi pata hai mm. it's like uh, there are exceptions like the tvs zeppelin was shown then lots of buzz now the talk is starting again saying zeppelin 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 and now tvs is almost as if they were on the back foot because they really can't say they might be developing the zeppelin they may not be doing the zeppelin but they yeah. can't actually say anything because they are a shareholder company and all of those kind of things so to me it's a weird place international motor show still i quite like going to because i get to see a trend of what's going on but we have the privilege of going on a media day where there's access mm-hmm. people know you're coming in with the idea of a journalistic intent and therefore they're willing to reveal information easily yeah. access is easy i think the public will never see that side of the motor show and it causes them to be more and more distant from a motor show so something drastic needs to happen there yeah all right then that would be the end of our random banter uh, on motorcycles and motorcycles only it's not over yet shumi has to say something Uh, so just because we were talking about electric vehicles earlier i would just like to point out that i'm not coming to office today uh, and that's because my electric two wheeler is not charging right now because there's no electricity here okay sorry banter over all right on a closing note i hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of our podcast talk the talk many such fun episodes will be coming in the near future uh, i hope you have subscribed to our uh, podcast on eplog.media apple podcast google podcast castbox and saman.com until the next one i'm varun painter and i will see you later bye bye i want to race also bye